Welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast. It's such a blessing, a pleasure to be here with you. I'm here with my second new co-host. We had Alyssa last week and this week we have Georgia. Welcome, Georgia. It's so good to have you. Say hello. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here. I think once <laughs> I we'll, be, we'll be preparing and then um, I'll, I'll be quiet and, and we, we just pray before the thing and then I come out like, welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast and it's a bit overwhelming. Pulls <laughs> <So, laughs> a bit back. But it Good is, um, I know that Georgia's a bit nervous. How nervous are you? Like from one to 10, how nervous are you to be oh, on this Definitely podcast? like 9.9. There's 1% <laughs> of no that's good. That's all good. <laughs> but that's good. You see, one of the things we always say is do it scared. If you're afraid, do it afraid. And it's a, a blessing that you and Alyssa also have um, accepted to do this co-hosting. And you, you both are, are, are incredible women who love Jesus so much. And, and it's just a, one of them, um, a, a pleasure and that we get to, to speak to you. And we get to hear your heart also. How awesome is that? Your, your heart for God. And so, so we look forward to that. So um, tell me a little bit. You're on lockdown right now. Mm-hmm. You went into lockdown at midnight. Yes. <laughs> totally lockdown. I think it's just such a, it's, it's, it's going to be a challenging time because I usually do a lot of gigs. I sing at, you know, different venues and, you know, um, corporate events and weddings. And that was all starting to come back. And that's yeah. not going to be coming back now. Um, so it's such a different feeling, but I'm looking at the positives, having more time to uh, pray, exercise, and spend some time songwriting. So that's cool. Oh, that's so good. And you, you're all equipped there, recording studio and, and, and all the things, so you can re- really be creative at this time. I'm, uh, myself, I'm not in lockdown, so Bendigo sort of skipped out of the map where, where lockdown is. So um, well, That's good. That's, yeah. Uh, how good is that? I can still go to the gym while you cannot. Do you yeah, even go, you to the gym? go to the gym? And you can go to cafes and you can all these, all these yeah. things that everyone's stressed about. Yeah, but it's, it's difficult. Yeah. So like for those of you who don't know what's going on here in, in Victoria, sort of we, we've become the, um, the state that has had the second rise in the coronavirus. So everything's on lockdown back in Victoria, in, in most places in Victoria. And so that's Melbourne is in Victoria, Bendigo's in Victoria. And so, um, yeah, so we're trying to get rid of this virus, the second wave of the virus here, while the rest of Australia seems to be fine. No one else is in lockdown, it's just us here. Yes. So we're trying to deal with this new lockdown. So most um, towns have gone into lockdown where they cannot leave except for um, extraordinary reasons or ordinary. Anyway. Yeah, Victoria's like an island now. Yes, we're really, we're really separated. But the other states have locked us out, separated yes. us. Ah, that's good. So tell us anything exciting, anything interesting has happened to you over the last few days? Well, I've been setting up my studio, so trying to be positive because I was about to go back to some live performances and they've all been cancelled. So I'm just trying to use this time. Um, you know, I've been teaching for 15 years, so 2020 was my year to take a year off mm. teaching. Um, and I've just been focusing this last couple of days on getting my studio together so I can record my own original music. I've been writing music. Um, actually something exciting that happened is, uh, Lisa and I were obviously in the band, The Saga. So we recorded a new acoustic clip for one yeah. of our songs, which is it's in a one of my favorite, 
guitarist, Marcel Yamuni, who's the, was that with him? It was with him. Yeah. So I, I, I know maybe I let the cat out of the bag or something, but he's, he's, he's a, I'm, I, I follow him on Instagram. I've met him, yes, but with just, I love his guitar playing. How amazing you got to work with him. He's so good and he's really funny. He loves to have a joke as well. And he's, yeah. got a, he's got a funny sense of humor, but he's such a good guitarist. And Alyssa and I loved working with him. And he actually mentioned, he said, Alyssa mentioned that she was working with you the next day. And he said, I've, I've done a session for Father Rob with Gary Pinto and he's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, he's a great guy. Oh, that's good. The, the, the music industry. And it's just nice um, um, for those of you, again, who don't know, Alyssa and George are part of a, a band called the Saga Duo. Um, and they play pop music, um, a Christian pop music that's incredible. But also, um, Georgia is a jazz singer as well. You're a jazz singer, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's yes. your, your main music. So that's, she sings jazz. How, that's yes, one of that is jazz. I love that. Yeah, it's amazing. We should get you to sing on, on the podcast sometime. Okay, I'll do a bit of a jazz. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Okay, so let's get straight into it. This Sunday, we're um, going to have a a continuation of Jesus talking about the seeds um, and the effects of seeds. He, he, he loved, Jesus must have been sitting on the beach. This is a time where in Matthew, he was sitting down, he was having a conversation with the people. And all of a sudden he starts giving this one example after another example about seeds. We had the one last week where he talks about the different seeds that fall on different grounds. But this week we're talking about seeds in a different way. And so I'm going to hand over to Georgia, and she's going to proclaim the gospel for us. And as we reflect on that, just stop and listen. Let the Lord speak to your heart as you listen to the word of God. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds amongst the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servant came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, Because while you are pulling the weeds, you may also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the wheat and tie them in bundles to be burnt, and then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. So this is Jesus trying to tell, sort of write a whole book in a little parable. I mean, I'm sure that thousands of books have been written on this parable alone, this analogy alone. Jesus loved he loved to use analogies because it was the way that people understood. So he took everyday stuff, things that people would see every day, would recognize every day, and applied it to his teaching, applied it to what he was saying. And he was saying something very profound here, something very, um, uh, he was talking about judgment, you know, judging others and, and um, how patient we have to be in judging others. But let's talk a little bit about the actual thing that they were seeing, okay? It was Jesus in a, um, looking at this field, and there were these guys um, sowing seeds. But he said, imagine someone comes at night and throws some weeds, you know, among these 
this week, they're not going to recognize it for a long time, but it could destroy their entire livelihood for that year. It could destroy a life. You see, because the, the farmers depended so much on the income of that field, of that, of that harvest that was coming this year. So it was tragic. It, this is a pretty much a tragic story. The farmers' worst nightmare that would happen. Um, yeah, and so how, how do you imagine this would have happened? Like this? Uh, I mean, when I first read it, it's just that feeling of you put, you know, you put so much work into something or you're trying to put good into something and you're creating something that you believe in and uh, that you want to work and then someone comes along and destroys it. It's, it's like a horrible feeling, really, like to make it really simple. How would that make you feel like? I, I, you'd be angry, you'd be furious and you'd need to forgive that person as well. Like. Yeah. Absolutely. Frustrated, angry, annoyed, just really, it's probably one of the most frustrating things that can happen when someone tries to ruin something good that you're doing. And it happens. It happens. It happens in our yeah. lives. It happens, as you know, in the music industry. It happens everywhere. It happens um, as a priest. It happens as well. You know, like there, there are a lot of people that want to tear um, ministries down. They want to do so at the same time is how do you take that, um, this sort of a threat of destruction and, uh, and deal with that. And this, this is what Jesus is saying as well. This is how you deal with, with threats. This is how you deal patiently with, with the people who want to destroy your life. And so just to explain what is happening in the actual thing is that the, he talks about this particular seed. He talks about the tear seed. So this is a seed that was sown, that was a, a, a weed that very often would grow amongst the, the wheat. And the thing is, it looks so much like wheat when it's a baby, when it's green, you know, and it's growing, you cannot, the farmer, even the specialized farmer couldn't tell the difference between the tear, which is called the bearded darnel, and the, the actual wheat. So he wouldn't notice until it's too late, until the, the actual roots of both the, the weed and the wheat were bound together. And he could be an enthusiastic farmer and start pulling out the weeds once he recognizes it. But once he recognizes it, it's already too late because when he's pulling, if he's too over-enthusiastic, he's going to pull out the wheat as well and destroy the whole, the whole harvest. And people knew this. The Jews had a, a name for this, um, for this um, tear, for this bearded Daniel. It was called the Zumim. Zumim which uh, it, it's actually quite bad to say, but if you literally translate it um, and um, close your ears if you get offended by, by uh, language, but it's literally, it's, it translates as the, the bastard wheat. That's what it translates as, as, as this wheat that comes, comes to destroy. And so they knew the, about this thing, and it was something that would happen. People would go at night and sow this seed to destroy their enemies' um, fields. And even in India, there's an expression in, uh, which says, says this, when you want to threaten someone in I India, and, uh, they, they say this, I will sow bad seed in your field. So it's still things that do happen across the world, still things that maybe today we don't have, many of us don't have fields, but there are the, the gossip to speak, the things that people do to you know, social media, my goodness, social media, people sowing bad seeds among the good where we cannot even distinguish 
whether a good person is a bad person or a bad person is a good person anymore. Yeah. And so these seeds come in and confuse us. Yeah, it's when I was when I was going over it, I was thinking about that that you know this happens every day with you know in one way or another, whether it happens to us personally or we see it happen to other people. And it's so sad when someone's doing something good and someone has that feeling to, you know, pull someone down or whether it be with their words or as, as you said, what they've said about someone or, um, and, you know, I think it's in, in that whole, this is so relevant today, but just in another context, as you said, on social media or, you know, people just hurting each other or, and it always comes from someone being hurt themselves, even if they're not aware of it, you know? Yes. And, and you so know. pain begets pain very often. But what's the Jesus? I think I just want to go through like certain things, five lessons, five things that um, Jesus wanted to teach through this. Yeah. Number one, number one, Jesus is trying to teach us that there's always going to be a hostile power in the world. No matter how much good you do, no matter how holy you are, no matter um, how good your YouTube video is, you're always going to get an unlike. <laughs> no matter how... Um, good and honorable your tweet is, someone is always going to say something negative about you. And that's the nature of life. That people, no matter how good, no matter, uh, there's going to be hostile power, but there's also the devil. Okay? He also is talking about the devil. But the devil is going to always find a way to destroy. And in fact, he says this in 1 Peter 5 eight that the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion, lion waiting for someone to devour. So, in other words, stay on your guard, watch out, be aware, stop being so naive and think and realize that you're dealing with a spiritual reality here and that also is a, there's a spiritual enemy. The second thing is you need to distinguish what belongs to the kingdom of God and what doesn't. I don't know, George, if it's like ever happened to you. You think that a person yeah. is a good person, but then you start to look closer and closer and you start to realize wait hey there's something not so right about that yes or even the opposite you know you think someone's bad and then you sit back and stay with them and you start to realize wait hold on they're not that bad actually they're really good you know yes yes that's happened and a so lot of that whole yeah it's the wolf in sheep's clothing thing it's from mm. having that wisdom god's wisdom to know if someone is actually um, has good intentions for you, you know, because we all have those failures, but I think it's, it's discerning whether you meet someone and you think that they've got good intentions for you. And then, as you said, as time goes on, you go, oh, hang on a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there are, it's, it's about this, needing to discern, to distinguish. And the Christian needs, the Catholic needs to discern what belongs to the kingdom of God and what doesn't. And so we need to patiently, patiently wait for the fruit. And this is what, in Matthew 7, 16, it says, by their fruit that you will know. It is by their fruit. Whether, and now, the fruit is what? The love oh, they bring. Love, kindness, um, self-control, um, patience. Any yeah, that's right. The fruit of the Spirit. It is by the... You know, I'm, I'm impressed, George. You know the fruit. It's in Galatians. It's, I think I, I, there are nine fruits of the Spirit. And I think... If, let me see if I can get them all. There's love, peace patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and one more. Oh, George. Oh, anyway, there are nine. Four, but I'm going to have all nine for next time. <laughs> so these are the, the fruit of the Spirit. It is by, are they bringing about love? Are they bringing about patience and kindness and goodness? 
or is it all about a lack of self-control? Is it all about um, division? You know, at the end of the day, when you get close to the person, that is how you will know, you will distinguish between good and bad, so between the darnel and the wheat. It's about recognizing, and as you're patient, and as it starts to grow, the seeds start to grow, you start to recognize, hey, wait a minute, that's a tear, and that's a, that's a wheat, and you start to distinguish. But then it, he says, like, be patient. Don't, 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 don't pull them all out. That's the third thing, not to be quick to judge. You see, the yes. enthusiastic or the farmer that is quick to judge, a person who really wants to get rid of the evil so quickly, the reality is that there is evil, but we have to be patient because the minute you pull it out too quickly, you're going to kill the wheat also. So it's about truth with love, to be patient and, and, and to have wisdom, not to kill, not to be brutal with our words, not to be brutal with our actions and in, in order to, to kill the, the wheat that is growing. Mm -hmm. The fourth thing is at the end of the day, judgment comes. We know that God is going to bring about judgment. So there's the sifting of the wheat, the separation, you know, the both are harvested at the same time. But even though it seemed like the good were getting, the, the bad were getting away with, with everything, at the end of the day, Jesus is going to bring out the light. And he's going to shine the light on, on that which is evil. And he's going to shine the light that which is evil in our lives. You see, these weeds don't only grow with good and bad people, but also within us. We have yes. both those seeds. And so, yeah, so this is about coming to this place of, of, of recognizing that God will judge. And that again brings to the fifth point that God alone can judge. He sees the heart. He knows the heart. Psalm 139 one, it says, you have searched me and you know me and you know my heart. And I know before God that I do, I myself have bad seeds and I do have good seeds. But it's about coming to the Lord patiently within ourselves and recognizing that we need his mercy. And part of his judgment is his mercy. Judgment of God is not like, get out of here, you've done wrong. But no, no, no. Let's, part of his judgment is bringing the, the good, the bad seed, and trying to purify our hearts, purify our lives slowly. And so I think this is the beauty of God's judgment. It's not harsh, it's just the patient judgment. I think it's so important to remember that because I've been, over the years, always tried to remind myself of that, that God's not waiting for you to fall. He's actually going to catch you when you fall and wants you to do better. And it's that flipping that mindset, you know? Mm that God doesn't want us to fail. He's not waiting for us at the sort of the gates of heaven and saying, no, you failed. Yeah. No, but God <laughs> walks with us while we're walking to the gates of heaven and starts getting rid of these Darnell, these seeds. And so by the time we get to the gates of heaven, if we're ready to cooperate with Jesus, we can get in, even though our fields may have been infested with this, mm -hmm. with this seed. And so this is the beauty and the patience of God and that he works mm -hmm. with us. And in Catholic theology, we have this beautiful, purifying place, space called purgatory. You know, this is what it is. It is God getting rid of these seeds in our lives, purifying our souls to bring us to the kingdom of heaven. Because God mm -hmm. wants us to go to heaven more than we want to go to heaven. And we have to always remember that God wants us to be saved. Yeah, that's amazing thought. And so... um. 
yeah, so this is again to conclude this 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 part of the scripture. What is Jesus saying, in other words, through this parable, that is warning us not to judge. Mm-hmm. He's warning us not to judge people, but at the same time, he's also warning us that judgment of God will come, and so we have to be ready. And judgment not only in in, in other people's lives, but also judgment for us, every yes. part of our lives that we need to purify and head towards. God who, who makes us holy. I've spoken a lot, Georgia. I'm sorry. <laughs> I good. just see you there. I usually overtalk, so I'm trying not to overtalk. <laughs> no, you, you overtalk. People want to hear you. Tell us something. Tell us anything. <laughs> well, I was just thinking about everything you were saying, and I was thinking about how beautiful confession is, actually, as you were saying all that. It's not, you know, it's just that, um, you know, when I first came back to my faith when I was 19, you know, I had done things that I just, I had, you know, fallen away from God and I'd done things that I, I definitely thought that God wouldn't forgive me for. And I sat with Father Victor Faruja and for three hours and there was, a, you know, a lot of things I just, I let out things that had happened in my life and I was crying and he was getting senses that God was talking to me about my childhood and things that had affected me. And he said, the beautiful thing is that Jesus comes into, he, he takes your pain and he turns it into something beautiful and he takes your mess and he take, turns it into something beautiful. And I think that's the amazing thing about the message of Jesus is that, you know, when I had all those battles, when I had all those weeds in my life, that's, you, you're not inspired to do more good because you think, oh, well, it's over. I've already done all these things. And, but then Jesus comes into the sacrament of confession. And then, you know, when Father Victor said to me, you know, in Jesus name, you can start again then I was more inspired to do good. Then I wanted to read the Bible. Then I wanted to tell other people about this that because so many people think I've done these things. So, you know, I've heard people say, oh, I've done all these things. You know, if I went into a church, it would fall down like those jokes that people say, but that's exactly not what Jesus is. And that's why you're talking. That's what's coming to my mind that, you know, we've got confession and of course there's going to be judgment at the end, but that's a beautiful thing about our Catholic faith is we can, you know, that we know Jesus is here with us right now, helping us get rid of those weeds as we move towards heaven, which is our home, because we don't know when everything's going to finish. Like, that's a bit heavy, but anyway. Yeah. And this is yeah, the beautiful thing, the beauty of God's mercy, and God gives us the sacraments as well to purify the darnel in our lives, to get rid of the bad seed in our life. And God does it in his own timing, and God does it in his own way, but he does it gently as he sifts through the things in our lives. But the thing is, we have a choice either to keep the weeds there, to ruin the whole harvest, or we can choose to allow God to purify. And sometimes purifying is also painful because we have to deal with our past. Yeah. We have to look to our past and look at our own weakness and finiteness. And people don't very often want to realize their weakness and their brokenness. But it requires us to recognize this. Like you, when you stepped into the, the confessional that time, you know, it, it was the time where you rec- recognized you probably reached the end of yourself and you thought, no, I need to get rid of this bad seed in my life because it's destroying the harvest. It's destroying my salvation. And so uh, th- these are beautiful graces that God gives us, the sacraments of uh, uh, Holy Communion, the sacraments of reconciliation. And those who are um, sick as well, the sacraments of uh, the anointing of sick, where there is the absolution of all of our sins. How amazing that God is in pursuit of us, wants us to be free. Yes. So, um, Georgia, I think what we're going to do is we're going to move to um, our topic. We're going to talk a little bit. But before I thought maybe I'd, um, 
I'd, I'd give a little bit of a, a dad joke. Maybe one time we'll get you to do something, maybe um, an, epic, an, an epic fail or something. But uh, yes, uh, I'm, I'm going to <laughs> some dad jokes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, what what you have to tell me is if it's gonna be if it's a good joke or a bad joke. Okay, uh, thumbs up and, 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 thumbs up and th yeah, thumbs up and I will <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll play a certain sound and okay. thumbs down and then um we'll we'll play another song. Okay, um, and <laughs> let me just bring the the dad jokes up here. Okay, so there are a few here. Okay, I hope they're not inappropriate. I should have prepared this. I okay. have to admit something. I actually really like dad jokes, so just putting that out there. You might Which get joke? I just like dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. How, how many tickles does it take? Uh, how many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? I don't know. Ten tickles. <laughs> Wait, see, let I me find see. That <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> okay. That's a good, that's a, I think we get a, we get a clap here. Get a clap. I like it. Okay. Here's <laughs> another one. Um, what, what do you call, what do you call a fake noodle? I don't know. An impasta. <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> I'm going to get all, all thumbs up here. I like here. that joke. This is my problem. Okay. Um, okay. One more, one more. Okay. Um, what do you call cheese that isn't yours? You know the answer to this. I don't know. No, nacho cheese. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> there you go. So, so yeah, there's um, one thumbs down, Father Robbie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Just so we could use the sound effect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I actually thought it was funny to be honest. <laughs> but to be honest, yeah. I can't lie on the podcast. You're, you're, you're a dad jokes kind of girl. I really am. It's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Okay, so we're going to go to the topic here. So we'll quickly we'll talk about dealing with your own your own inner battles, okay? And how mm -hmm. to how we should treat our enemies. Yes. And as we were already talking about those things, how we need to uh, deal with these uh, with the judgment of others, with people sowing bad seed in our lives, but also people doing bad things and the enemies, so to speak, that we create. Uh, how do we deal that? How do we reconcile that with recognizing also uh, them being the bad seed or us perceiving them as the bad seed to us also having bad seed in our own lives? So let's just talk a little bit about that. I'm going to hand over to you, Georgia, just your thoughts uh, again on this topic, dealing with our own inner battles and how we should treat our enemies. Uh-huh. Yeah, because well, when I looked at the, you know, when I looked at the parable and when I was thinking about it, I was sort of thinking about how it could be seen as a threat or a promise, you know, like, you, you know, um, this person is a person that's, you know, got wheat and this person's got weeds and I've got, I'm either more of a wheat person or a weed person. And then you start to judge yourself and you, you know, it's like you divide people into good and bad. Like that person's good. That person's not good. And I think the beauty of this is that Jesus is saying, you know, if, if it all grows together and this is just my interpretation that we have good and bad within ourselves, he can help us to um, work on the good and help us to, you know, slowly let go of the wheat that's in our life and, and get rid of that. And therefore that on that, in that journey, we realize that even though it's frustrating, like, why are you getting rid of this now? Like I said, Jesus, come on, help me, help me get over this. And 
these things are internal battles. I think things that I might do something like I might be frustrated at a family member and instead of just praying about it, I might, you know, ring another family member and go, can you believe what she said to me? It could be something really simple. And at the time I'm feeling healed by it, but then I go, hang on a second. That's not good. Wait, that's again, I'm, I should just be keeping that to myself and, you know, something, this is how I think of it. And so then, you know, as I start to realize that God can come into that situation, that even though he's not going to take it away straight away, that it's a journey and things like, you know, prayer and confession and all those things. Yes. That's my so internal practice, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's about recognizing also the, the brokenness in our own lives, the mess yeah. in our own lives. And when we start to realize that we uh, have been loved by a merciful God, that we have been forgiven, then we can forgive out of overflow of his mercy. Yes. I think the people who find it hardest to forgive are people who find it hardest to receive God's forgiveness and yep. to forgive themselves. And even some, sometimes if we recognize how extravagant, how abundant God's mercy is, we'll find it easier as well to show mercy to others. Now, again, I just want to make this clear, and I, this is not necessarily a topic of forgiveness, but forgiveness very much comes into this. Yes. But forgiveness does not mean that you allow people to use you and abuse you and hurt you. There's, it also requires wisdom to step away. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's about forgiveness and is about not letting the person, choosing, because forgiveness is a choice, choosing mm -hmm. not to let this person control you. Mm -hmm. Not let this person control your thoughts, your emotions, your, your mood, even the way you think about other people, your joy. So forgiveness is about letting go and deciding, hey, I'm, I'm not going to let this person control me anymore and um, sort of destroy my life anymore. But it comes from an understanding we too have been forgiven. That we too have been sifted. We too need to, to um, receive God's forgiveness. And one of the ways that I find as well, Georgia, is how, how we should treat our enemies is, is, mm -hmm. is about praying for them as well. Yes. It's so important that we pray for those we don't like. Mm -hmm. Pray for those who treat us badly. Pray for those who have sown the bad seed in our life. And pray mm -hmm. blessing over their lives. Pray peace over their lives. That they may recognize that they act out of pain. And mm -hmm. that this pain can only be healed by them recognizing that they are loved and they too are forgiven. And I think it's just it's about sort of throwing and allowing God to be the judge at the end of the day. Again, what we're talking about is not to judge people, but to recognize, be warned that judgment of God will come. Will come. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, they will, there will be a sifting of wheat. And mm -hmm. there will be a sifting of the Daniel. And, and so it's about coming to God and recognizing that we are broken and that it is God who is the judge at the end of the day. Yes. And I think that's, that's a really powerful thing that you, you were saying before that, the, you know, at first you can't tell sometimes whether the wheat's good or bad. And that can be with people in our lives. Like, you know, and it can always be a shock if someone that you thought was... Um, only going to be good towards you because we've, you know, we've all got good and bad, but I'm saying you, you've met someone and you thought they're going to be a really good person in my life. They're going to bring me closer to God. They're going to be really encouraging. And then as time goes on, it could be anything. It could be that they're, you know, um, sort of, I've had friends that have sort of talked to me about, Oh, you know, do this and you'll feel more free or live in a more worldly way or whatever. And 
you know, over all my years, it's been, you know, 17 years or a bit more since I've really come back to my faith. Every time I've just stopped and gone, you know, I know that they're, they're not meaning it, but they might be tempting me to go a different way. I'd stop and keep my eyes on Jesus and it's always better. So there's that. But secondly, if then their actions sort of um, hurt me. So, you know, they're trying to get me to do things they're doing and then therefore they might get frustrated and they might hurt me or it could just be a separate thing that someone really hurts you. I think this is a really hard thing to forgive, but I think it's so powerful because before I knew that Jesus forgave me, I found it hard to forgive people. But now I don't because I go, well, we're all broken. So it could be a family member that does something and I'm like, it could be the littlest thing, but if you forgive them, even if you can't see them straight away, you pray for them. It's so freeing. And I think that's where that's what I've found is my friends have seen my faith in action there. Like when other friends have said, Oh, that person really hurt you, Georgia, but you know, you were so kind to them. I can't believe you're still talking to them. And I say, yeah, but that's the thing. Like I'm not judging them. I'm trying to forgive them and it might take time, but that's where God's love is a bit more apparent. I think, yeah. you know, because when so, you have received the love of God, Mm. can more freely give it. It doesn't mean that it doesn't require sacrifice and pain, mm. but mm-hmm. you know the, the price you pay for a lack of forgiveness. And that's how, that, that takes away your joy and your faith. Having said that, I think we will, uh, we're about ready to conclude this podcast. And um, with Georgia, it's so exciting, as I said, to have you um, part of this, um, this podcast. Um, you'll be joining us every um, co-hosting with me every two weeks. Next week, um, Alisa, the following week, Georgia. And I know what a lot of work and preparation they put into this. And, um, and, you, you're, and you've been nervous and well-prepared, so I'm really grateful for you. And we're going to continue to um, build this podcast to change things around as well um, as Alisa and Georgia um, relax into, because I want it to be theirs as well. So it's going to be um, quite exciting to use their gifts and their talents. Um, but again, um, if you'd like to be in touch with us, we would love your feedback. We'd love your comments. If you would like to contact us on social media, um, on um, Instagram at Catholic Influencers underscore. If you want to send us an email, podcast at frgministry.com. Snail mail, PO Box 96, Strathdale, Victoria 3550. Or else it's Facebook as well, FRG Ministry. Uh, or frgministry.com. We'd love to hear your comments, Georgia. What would we want to hear from the listeners? What, what feedback do we need? What do we question and answer? Can we do things like this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, things like, you know, what, uh, what people want to hear, any topics they want to hear. We were talking about that, weren't we? People could write in what they want to hear, asking Father any questions, that we can have a question and answer um, segment. What were yeah. the other things we're looking at? So we can do any, any feedback you have, any suggestions. We're more than happy to hear. Also, um, FRG Ministry just has um, launched church online. So if you go to frgministry.com um, forward slash church online, you find great resources, which includes the podcast as well, for you to continue to be sustained as you're isolated, as you're unable to attend your own churches. We're trying to provide as much as what a parish would provide in a virtual world. So um, they're frgministry.com forward slash church online. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Georgia. Air high five on the, those of you who are watching by video. You're going to see us. Give an air high five. There you go. And um, you can watch this also on YouTube. God bless you. Let his face shine upon you. And we'll see you again next week. Ciao. Thank you.